This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete the message, press 7. To save it in the archives, press 9. To hear more options, press 0. What are you talking about? Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. I am pleased to announce that this will actually be a Battle for LA. Uh, this is our emergency pod episode because on this Friday night, the LA Clippers have acquired both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Uh, before we get into that, uh, just going to introduce ourselves. I'm Tomer Azarli, Clippers reporter, ecstatic as uh, I'm sure you can imagine. We have our Lakers reporter on the other side, Ryan Ward. WTF. Yeah, a big what the freak. And uh, Bob Garcia as well. He's our other Lakers insider. You should be ecstatic Clippers reporter, not just elated. I'll, I'll work on the title in the next coming days. I have time to think about it. But let's discuss it. Uh, July 5th, uh, a day after the 4th, we got a quiet holiday. Hope you guys enjoyed your holiday, by the way. Um, Chris Carter in the morning tweets out, we're not going to get a Kawhi decision. And at about 11 p.m., 10.45 p.m., boom, Chris Haynes reports that Kawhi Leonard has agreed to join the Clippers. Um, and about five minutes later from Woj, we hear that the Clippers have pulled off a trade for Oklahoma City Thunder star Paul George. So the Clippers, in about a span of five minutes, get both PG and Kawhi Leonard, um, two 25-point-per-game scores uh, in one offseason for the Clippers, which they become the second team in NBA history to do that, according to Elias Sports Bureau. Um, it's a huge day for them. How do you react to this? Oh, wait. A uh, little breaking news. I won't be breaking once this podcast comes out, but Lakers are expected to bring back KCP on a sixteen million dollar deal for two years. How much? He's making eight, eight million a year. <laughs> oh boy, clutch, clutch oh. comes through, huh? People are gonna love that one. Oh no! It was Ramona Shelburne who who reported it from. It looks like she's the first one. Yeah, uh, it just says two year, sixteen million dollar deal per league sources. Expected, so it hasn't come through yet, but looks like everybody else is jumping on it. So the Lakers will be acquiring both Danny Green, who they uh, they agreed to a two-year, $30 million deal as soon as the Kawhi news came down, and now they're getting uh, KCP as well. Boom, boom. Championship. <laughs> oh, I like Danny Green. Yeah, I thought, I thought Danny Green would be a, a good move all the way through, but, I mean, what is he – what are we just saying? How much is he making? Third, uh, fifteen a year. Fifteen million a year. Fifteen annually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's just go into the biggest thing of the night. Um, did you guys see this coming? Not only the Kawhi Leonard thing, but maybe the Paul George thing, because uh, I certainly did not. No. No way. <laughs> no way. 
I thought the Clippers were toast, man. And then there's Paul George. Like, that is so left field. I don't know how. I mean, I tweeted it earlier. I was like, I don't know how the hell the Thunder kept that under wraps, man. Mm-hmm. Their, their best player, because, I mean, I don't People will probably argue this Westbrook, but I think it's Paul George by far. How do they keep that under wraps? Yeah, they're getting some good guys back in Shea Gildas Alexander, Danilo Gallinari. Uh, in case you didn't know that, that Paul George for to the Clippers deal is uh, Shea Gildas Alexander, uh, Danilo Gallinari, four unprotected picks. I thought it was five. Uh, I thought it was five first round. No, it, was, it was four unprotected uh, first round picks, one protected first round pick, oh, and okay. then two pick swaps. Jeez. So they are getting five picks. Four of them are unprotected, though. Um, but look, you have to figure with with where the Clippers are aiming to be. Those picks are not going to be very high. They're going to be low twenty, high twenties, um, mid twenties. You know, they're not going to be very good. So um, I, I'm just I'm just shocked. I told you guys as soon as I heard, I was like, I was just shocked. I, I didn't think they'd be able to. Like, look, I heard over the last couple of days that the Clippers were looking to acquire another star to complement Kawhi Leonard. And my sort of conspiracy was that Kawhi was taking this long to decide because he was given the Clippers time to acquire another star, to put together a trade for another star. Um, I honestly did not know if they'd be able to do it. I know I heard rumblings about Bradley Beal and Kevin Love, uh, but Paul George is one that I don't think anyone even knew was on the table. No. I mean, it totally makes sense, though. Like, uh, I don't think he was going anywhere with Russell Westbrook. I mean, if the last two seasons showed you anything, it's just I don't think that Westbrook is really the guy you want to be paired with if you're trying to compete for a championship. And I think Paul George figured that out real quick uh, after committing last year and seeing what how the thing how the season kind of collapsed. But um, yeah, that's I mean, a crazy haul. I mean, yet it's it's a hell of a risk. But uh, somebody tweeted like saying like uh, if if you know, you've already got AD in uh, in Lakerland, and then if you added Kawhi, I mean, it's over for the Clippers for a long time. So they had to do it. They had to make this move. I also think, too, that you got to look at it as them getting two stars. You can't look at it just you know, giving all that up for Paul George. You're getting Kawhi now. You're getting both guys for that haul. And I, I think any team would do that. You know, given, I know, yes, it's a lot of picks, but like Tamara said, it's just, you know, you, those are going to be in the high 20s, more than likely. You know, Grant, only thing they probably change it maybe injury, uh, but you know that's it's well worth the risk. I mean, now you're like you know now we legitimately have two teams that could be great in LA for the next couple of years at the very least. Well, look, they they have Kawhi Leonard four year, hundred and forty two million dollar deal. Uh, they have Paul George locked up for the next three years uh, at about thirty three, thirty five million a year. Uh, just this is look, they gave up a haul, yeah. Um, but this is, I mean, personally, and I, this might come off a little biased, but I feel like the Clippers are in better position to contend now than the Lakers because they have a full roster complement around these these stars. They have this could be the best defensive team with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Patrick Beverly in the starting lineup. You've got a sharpshooter Landry Shamit coming into his second year. Um, you got Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams coming off the bench. We didn't even talk about them yet. And they were like the best bench duo in NBA history last year. Um, it just feels like the, the Clippers are well, well equipped to make a championship run, especially with the Warriors losing KD, losing Klay Thompson. Um, you know, by getting Kawhi, they also, it also means that the, the Lakers don't get Kawhi. And then that also means that 
the Lakers also missed out on a bunch of free agents waiting for him. Um, you know, they were interested in a bunch of guys who are probably not going to be available other than Danny Green now. I think they're in a great position right now, better than the Lakers in my opinion. I'd say they have a better all-around team right now, just with the way and uh, and how much success they had with their roster that's relatively intact, right? You're just losing Gallo and um, and Shea, right? Yeah, essentially just Gallinari and Shea, two starters, yeah. So that's, I mean, yeah, you're, you're set to go. You're ready to go, but there's still a lot of things the Lakers can do. I mean, who knows what else, another move that they may make. Uh, maybe this pushes them to do something else. Um, I mean, I don't know what game changers left on the free agent market. I mean, maybe if you sign, say, DeMarcus Cousins and he's better version than he was last year, which wasn't all that great, uh, maybe that helps you. Um, but, yeah, they definitely got to surround these two guys with shooters, uh, AD and, and LeBron, because Clippers are going to be tough. Clippers are going to be tough. I also think too, which should keep an eye on, is like the buyout market too. You know, you got That's a good point. You got players that are going to be, you know, out there. You know, there's Corver is going to be out there. You know, Lakers are already on the list as being a favorite to land him. Uh, you got, you know, the whole thing with Andre Godala. You don't know what's that, that's going to happen. Um, Memphis already already said that they're going to try to trade him, but, but you know, if that doesn't work out, buyouts potential there for him. Um, so there's just players that. We not might even be thinking of right now, aside from who is it? Uh, Case well, KCP obviously come back, but you know Rondo's been said he's gonna come back. You got Javel McGee's name tossed there as well as being a potential comeback. Um, but there's there's players out there that may you know who who knows aside from Corver and uh, Igadala that uh, that could be bought out and added to the team. You know there, there's there's a lot of different uh, avenues they could explore, but. You know, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's probably going to be a lot more, uh, you know, better minimum contracts. Now, do you guys think the Lakers um, should have taken this risk to wait on Kawhi Leonard? Uh, yeah, yeah. Knowing what they knew. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, argue, Kawhi is arguably the best player in the league right now. I mean, people could still argue LeBron, and people could make, you know, Giannis and maybe even James Harden, but... Uh, you got to go after the best player in the league, man. What if, if they get Kawhi, you're set up for for the long-term future with a guy who can play both ends. I mean, Anthony Davis is great and all, but he is somewhat injury-prone. I mean, I'd feel a hell of a lot more confident with Kawhi uh, for the next five, five-plus years than I would with, with AD on, on his own, you know, so you got to. You got to take that swing for the fences because, I mean, even if you got – one title out of this, you know, that's still a lot more successful than they've been since 2010, you know? So yeah, why not? I think I agree with Ryan. I mean, you got to take your chances on the big guys. You know, if you don't have a chance initially, you never know that meeting could sway things in your direction. There's, there's always a chance. And, you know, this thing from the start, we knew that Kawhi had interest in going to the Clippers, you know, months ago. Um, and you know they were the front runner, but they just didn't have that second star, and, and they got it. And it's a risk you have to take. Yes, they missed out on some players, but uh, you know it's something. He's well worth you know taking that chance. You know he's 
arguably the best player in the league right now. He's coming off a title. He's coming off an amazing run in the playoffs. You got you got to take a swing at the biggest players. It's I don't know if it's, it's probably like a one A one B in terms of who had the best offseason. I'm talking the Nets and then the Clippers. The Nets got Kawhi uh, got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan. That's a big get for them. Um, the thing is, Kevin Durant's gonna be injured. This is like a retro year for him. So I don't. Can we actually expect the next Nets to contend next year? I don't. I don't think so. I think you can. I mean, because you don't know for a championship. Yeah, because you don't know how the East is gonna be, and then. That's true. I mean, yeah, you could say the Bucks. The Bucks could run away with it, and maybe they do. The Raptors. I mean, who knows what the hell the Raptors do now? Maybe they try and blow it up. You know, maybe we see another a t- them trade somebody. Um, maybe Kyle Lowry's done. Maybe somehow they shed that Gar- Marcus All contract that he just opted into for what twenty three, twenty twenty five, I believe. Five, jeez. Um, but uh. Yeah, you just you never know. But then again, the thing is, a lot of people they see this these moves and these players joining other players, and they instantly think, "Oh my God, championships for the next three, four years or whatever." But they never consider for a second that maybe it won't work. Look at Paul George and West, Russell Westbrook. That that didn't work. I mean, not even close. Where they, they didn't even get out of the first round, right? Or was it the second round they got bounced this year? They got no. That was first round. They got bounced out the first round twice, both years. Okay, yeah, that's pretty awful. <laughs> that's pretty bad. I think everyone knew that uh, Paul George and Westbrook were kind of a weird fit. Like we didn't know if they would actually work, but Paul George said he was happy, so everyone was like, "All right." I mean, if you're happy, then I guess. But I, I think a lot of people, uh, even us, like we just questioned that fit. Like it just, it, it's weird. Personally, I don't know who the hell fits with Westbrook. I I just I think he's I think he's a cancer on a on a team. He's, I think he's been proven. I mean, look, ever since he lost Durant, he hasn't been able to do shit. I mean, two first round exits with a freaking star that you could easily slot into uh, Durant's role. Uh, I just I just never thought I never bought into Westbrook. Never. I still don't. And. I, I could be saying this, and then the Lakers trade for him tomorrow, you know what I mean, or somehow get him, and I'll have to cover him <laughs> for God knows how long. Uh, hey, Ryan. Huh? Next question. Oh, see? See what I'm talking about? Next question. Can't stand that, man. <laughs> I really can't stand that. But I, I just, I mean, like, even with Kawhi, you don't know if, if he can hold up physically. I mean, yeah, he was great in the playoffs, but he had load management all season long last year, right? I mean, maybe part of getting a second star is the fact that he doesn't have to kill himself every night. You know, he, he can kind of um, take it take it easy on some nights, like LeBron. Um, but who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, Kyrie could be banged up. He could not play a full season or even close to it. I mean, he struggled with injuries for, uh, you know, for most of his career as well. Yeah, I think it is important to also note that Paul George is coming off, I believe, dual sh- uh, shoulder surgeries. Um, so that's, that's something to watch. He says he's going to be good, I believe, for training camp or the preseason. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the update on him of late. But, um, yeah, he's going to come off an injury. Kawhi is dealing with, I believe, Woj said it was tendonitis during the playoffs, but he still won – you know, led him to a title and finals MVP. Um, I just, 
this is going to be a hell of a year, guys. It's great for parody. Parody's sake, I mean, you got a lot of fun teams to watch now. A lot of competition. This Battle for LA podcast will be popping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, going back to your original question, Tomer, I think the Clippers, you have to put them as the winners this offseason. You got KD and Kyrie both now with injury history. You know, Kevin Durant had his broken foot thing back in OKC. Kyrie, you have everything with his knee, and, you know, that's who knows, you know, how many games he'd be able to play in the regular season. And with, you know, you have P, uh, Paul George and Kawhi, you've seen that there's a game plan to do with Kawhi in order to manage his health during the season. And then Paul George, you know, you're probably going to have to do a little bit of the same, but maybe he fit, corrected the issue that he had lingering for quite some time. So, um I don't know. I, I just I just feel that Clippers have have had the best offseason so far. So um, I don't I don't think that's really a question at this point, given that they got two you know stars in their prime that are you know could have the best basketball ahead of them at this from this point on. Is it is it safe to say that Kawhi Leonard brought New Balance to the league? God, you're a corny motherfucker. This is almost bad as your your uh, Optimus Prime joke. Yes, I'm pr- I'm proud of that one, but <laughs> I like this one. Kawhi brought Kawhi brought new balance to the NBA, <sighs> and, and 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 Ryan, you are right though because I think if if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, for example, that probably gives us what three teams in the NBA that could win it all, probably one or two in the West, um, and then you know you don't know what happens with the rest. Maybe Utah, um. But an AD LeBron Kawhi trio is insane. I was about to say Utah. They're gonna fly. Yeah, Utah's gonna be fun. I think they'll be good. Um, and then over, over in the East, you have Milwaukee. I think you have Philadelphia is looking good. Um, I don't know how good Boston's gonna be or Brooklyn this year, but it's two or three, three, two or three or four teams. Now you have, um, I think the Thunder are probably eliminated from championship contention talks. Um, you have the Clippers. You have the Lakers, who are more balanced now. You have the 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 Jazz. Um, I think I think the Blazers made some moves that are interesting this year. They got the Whiteside, uh, Bazemore, Kent Bazemore. Um, I don't know what the Spurs are going to do. The Warriors. I don't think you can rule them out. Um, and then over in the East, you have the teams we named earlier. So, um, yeah, for, for parity's sake, this is just a a more balanced league where. Um, you wouldn't be surprised if anyone wins, you know, if anyone comes out on top, if one injury changes it completely. You know what I mean? Real quick, Ramona Schauburn just tweeted out that JaVel McGee is going back to the Lakers two years, 8.2. That's not a bad move. That's not a bad move. That just I, – I am kind of curious about Cousins, though. I thought they would kind of go after him. Another name, you know. So as we expected, the Lakers made a flurry of moves regardless of the Kawhi decision. He chooses not to go there, and they've done. They've agreed to a deal with Danny Green, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and JaVale McGee. Is that correct? Did I miss anyone else? Soon to be Rondo, probably, right? <laughs> and they, not officially, but yeah, I'm assuming he will sign. He'll agree to join <laughs> there, re-sign there. Well, I might as well break the news now. I plan on signing. Uh, one year deal. I'm gonna bring my size. Your passing. I'm gonna bring my shooting. Six fouls a game. <laughs> Just gotta aim for the box. Remember, aim for the box. <laughs> aim for the square. Oh yeah, 
my underrated passing. Oh yeah, in case you guys don't know, R- Ryan uh Ryan threads the needle in the pick and roll very well. I will say that. He's a Makes threader of the needle. Makes those bounce passes between traffic. Uh all Bob has to do is make the layup. <laughs> that it does. Very much so. So that that minimum for me. That minimum. I say I, I I would say the next big name to be moved is uh, Russell Westbrook, and uh, who who knows where he's going? I mean, I don't even know that, that a team that would want to bring him on. Maybe the the Knicks. You think the Knicks would do that? The Knicks would be an interesting. Uh, he know, would be great in New York. He would. He would. <laughs> but at the same time, he's like he's he's like Mister OKC. He's like the Thunder community guy. Everyone there loves him. I don't know how how far they can go with him. I don't think he's going to have a choice, man. I think they're going to say like, "Hey, look, do you want to be here? This we're clearly rebuilding. Um, if you want to go somewhere else, let's agree on a place, you know, on on making a trade." Oh, well, okay. Well, what Knicks, what do you even needing get? a splashy move? What can you even get for Westbrook? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know his contract is astronomical. It's like in that Chris Paul John Wall range, isn't it? Like 40, 40 plus for the next. It's somewhere over there, yeah. They've got to move him. I mean, and Sam Presti's not an idiot. That guy's about as sharp as it gets when it comes to GMs. So I would think that he's he's got to be thinking about it right now. Like, hey, we got to move this contract off. And, you know, their experience with players playing with Westbrook isn't very good at this point. I don't think we know what Russell Westbrook's value is. Like we could speculate, but I don't think maybe you know our our expectations are probably higher than what he's viewed viewed as around the league. Wait till you wait till you hear what his contract is. Next season is not that bad a comparison to some other deals. He's going to make thirty eight point one. The season after that, forty one. Season after that, 43.8. 22-23, he has a player option. I said this, player option for 46.6. You can turn it down. 22-23. That's who the fuck is going to take this contract? I mean, it's not like he's slowing down, but like I just don't know if he's – does he change your team without somebody else? I don't think so. I I truly don't. I don't either. I really don't. You also got to remember, too, I mean, I know it's a lot of players have this, but injury history, too. I mean, he had surgery this offseason as well. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, but it hasn't really limited him, though. You know, it's not... It's You don't look at Westbrook and say, oh, well, he's had this and this and that, and it's changed this part of his game. I mean, he's still as explosive as anybody in the league, really, right? And that's like his kind of thing so I, I don't know oh Tyrone Wallace just got waived oh yeah that's the first one um, yeah I'm hearing the Clippers have a few other moves uh, coming up we'll probably see them in the next few days the, the Clippers history as we know is not the best especially when you compare it to other teams um, but this could arguably arguably be the, the biggest a day in Clippers history acquiring not one but two stars they've struggled to get one star um, but acquiring two is just, it's big time. It's huge for them. 
Chris Paul was pretty big. I mean, I'd say that this does trump Chris Paul, though, because you're bringing in a champion uh, chip uh, experienced guy. Yeah, exactly. You're not bringing in – I mean, look, Chris Paul was good. He was terrific for this team, but he wasn't a two-time finals MVP. You know, he he hasn't shown that he could take you all the way to the promised land. And Kawhi's done that twice with two different teams. I, yeah, it's just this could be the biggest day. And this could be the start of, uh, you know, as we've been talking about it, a, a great run for the Clippers, a great battle for L.A. over the next few, few years. Um, this, If you're a Clippers fan, this is a great time for you. I think if you're a Lakers fan, it's also a good time. Look, they, they have AD and LeBron, two of the top five players right now in the league. Well, I got to say, though, this trade or this signing and the trade, it's like a kick in the nuts for the Lakers after having trading the entire roster practically for one guy who you don't even know can stay healthy um, on a championship team. And you don't know what, who else is coming, right? Like I just, and you don't know how much longer LeBron has. You don't know how many years he's got left. This is why, like, if you asked me, yes, Kawhi Leonard is worth the wait, one hundred percent. But if he doesn't pick you, you are in a really bad spot. Like they missed out on, you know, guys they could have for three years. You know, solid players that they could have. Seth Curry, sort of up and coming. Terrence Ross is playing well. Now they have to settle for the old vets. Um, they have to settle for KCP, who I know is a fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I will say this. He's been working out with Lethal, Lethal Shooter, who's now, I believe, employed by the Lakers. So maybe we'll see a better shooting uh, performance from him this year. But that's the risk. Like, you know, the thing with the waiting is the Clippers had a roster, and you could just sort of plug a star in and say, okay, now they're good. And if they didn't get that star, they probably wouldn't be championship contenders, no, but they'd be playoff contenders. Um, but the Lakers in waiting just, it's the risk. It's the risk you you, you got to take. And, and this is just the bad part of it where you missed out on a lot of guys. You pretty much get held up. And one of my conspiracy theories is that while while Kawhi was giving the Clippers time to look for a star, um, he was also making sure the Lakers had no one to sign, no one available. <laughs> just going to make things that much more heated. Yeah. Well, like I, I think I don't know who tweeted it out. I forgot who tweeted it out, but I, Kawhi and Paul George are not going to be not going to have any uh, love from Laker fans at all. You have Paul George have an opportunity to potentially go to the Lakers, you know, a couple of summers ago. Didn't even go to free agency. Then you had Kawhi, you know, who they thought wanted to the Lakers and doesn't go to them, and they had they had a chance to go to them. So the, well. <laughs> Gonna be a lot of. Uh, I will say that I will say that all year though, um, the indications were the Clippers. Yeah. Um, well, all well, of a sudden, you had you had quote unquote NBA Lakers insiders coming out of nowhere saying, <laughs> "Unbelievable! The, the Lakers are the front runners. The Lakers loved how they're doing. They're confident. The Clippers have no shot. This that." I I have never seen a year like this where there are just people coming out of the woodwork. And claiming that they know what the hell's going on, and and people endorsing it. Did you did you see what I called it? No, what'd you say? Fake clout season. Oh god, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fake clout season. Ari, that Ari guy got up to forty thousand followers, and he's actually lost about five thousand since the announcement. I'm sure it'll keep dropping. Forty thousand. But the, it's a, but the the talking heads guys too. Like all of a sudden they're becoming reporters. Chris Carter. Seriously? Yeah. 
Shannon Look, Sharp. I will say, I will say though, I will say that of all people who have, who, who, who say is probably you could you could take for something is Chris Carter because his connection to Kawhi's agent. That's the only one I would say. Chris Broussard, Chris Broussard, who said that the Lakers are out for for that the Clippers are out. Excuse me for weeks. Uh, you know, just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. He, he, I think, is literally just throwing shit at a wall and hoping it sticks. Well, they, they obviously have all the, <laughs> the wrong sources, you know, like or like Ari Abraham yeah. has the same sources. Chris Broussard hearing the same shit, and then Rappaport saying it, like coming out on the video. <laughs> it's just like it just it it was like uh it never ended. It was like this guy said, this guy said, this guy said. I mean, it got to the point where I'm like. With, there's so much smoke here. There's got to be some fire, right? Right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I actually texted Corey Maggette a couple of days ago, and he was actually not optimistic at all. He was telling me that he's not coming here. Really? Um, yeah, I, I was surprised to hear that because, when, you know, Ryan and I, when, when we went to the Big Three event, I talked to him about that, and he was saying, you know, Kawhi's the big target, and he thinks he'll come here. He, he thinks that he'll come here. So um, I was surprised to hear Corey a little pessimistic about that. But that led me to sort of believe that uh, maybe he's not coming. But, they must have just had this totally under wraps, and they only yeah, told. Yeah, they probably only told what Balmer and and Doc and and uh, Jerry West, right? I mean, the, well, yeah, those are the guys who approve the trades. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and what's his face? Uh, Lawrence, right? Frank. Lawrence Frank, the, Lawrence Frank. <laughs> the president. What's his face? <laughs> yeah, Lawrence but he's Frank the president. Yeah, you got it, Vin. He's like the the lower guy in the totem pole in terms of like people that know him, or like uh, oh, in terms of people who know him. Yeah, recognizability, yes, but he's actually one of the most respected guys, uh, front office wise in the league. Oh, I, I don't um, so doubt don't, it. Don't discredit that, but yeah, they 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 work their magic and they did it like ninjas behind closed doors, you know, just just quiet. I, I was I was surprised, you know. Everyone said they worked, you know, quietly, but man, this is just out of nowhere. Just sneaky good, sneaky sneaky yeah. good. I mean, you got to think that that a guy like West, who's been around forever. And you know, and he's done this for so long that he he knows what he's doing, right? Like, it, and the advice he's given is obviously paying off. I mean, yeah. the Clippers yeah. have done nothing but go up since he's he's joined them, uh, yeah. which is so unfortunate for the Lakers. If all they needed was some guidance over the last few years, and I mean, not saying they haven't done well, they still have two of the best two of the best players. They've had the guidance of Magic Johnson, the great Magic Johnson. Oh. I love magic and all, but uh, oh man, I love that. Oh, by the way, one of the big parts of this was he leaked to uh, the L.A. Times. He leaked his entire conversation with Kawhi, like the night it happened. Jeez, did you hear about that? Yeah. He basically was like yeah. uh, Harrison tw- um, transcribed. He was saying how <laughs> he talked about Kenny Bringer's own medical guy. What's the front office? Like, Magic just opened up the same you know night. What? I'm like, dude, this guy wants this guy wants quiet. Why are you opening up? Be quiet. He just sometimes he just doesn't understand w- what he says and how it how it affects everyone. You know, like, dude, did you think for a second this might not be what you should say? It's just like when he resigned all of a sudden and the things he was saying was like, do you think you might regret this tomorrow? I mean, not even like way down the line, like tomorrow, yeah. you know? And uh, I just, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's just. You know, one, of, one of the things I heard is that like sort of in doing that magic sort of wanted to be, 
you know, the reason Kawhi chose LA, he wanted to take a bit of the shine. I heard that from some guys. And um, it, it's it's honestly probably accurate the way it shaped out because nothing leaked from the Lakers front office, really, except that they were kind of confident. That's it. Um, nothing leaked from the Raptors. Too, well, nothing too much leaked from the Raptors except for the, you know, the Kawhi watch helicopter chase and all that. Yeah, um, that was that reminded me of just, Brett Favre just, all over again. I was like, oh yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, any final thoughts though? I have actually have a, a an idea that probably that the league's probably gonna run with Lakers Clippers on Christmas Day. Oh yeah, we're yeah yeah abs- absolutely no, that'd, absolutely that'd be good and bad because I can't cover it. Why not? I'll be in Colorado like I am oh. right now. All right, fine. Lakers Clippers opening night. That's good. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, open night. But That's a good Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Christmas Christmas games always suck anyway. They're always a shit show. Well, marquee matchup now. I mean, that's every time they play now. It's, it's going to be even more attention, and you get yeah. two teams that could be great, but. Um, I don't know. And the last thing I'll say, just I think the Lakers will. I mean, I think it's, I just saw Eric Pincus uh, say that the Lakers are going to use the it was an unlikely bonus. I don't know how exactly that works, but to have the unlikely off, bonus. Yeah, it's some. It's like some incentive in a contract that they have to hit in order to get it. Um, I I don't know exactly the details of it, obviously, but Eric Pincus just tweeted out that. They could have between nine and fourteen million dollars in cap space after the moves they just made. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I, I I just feel that there's going to be more moves ahead for the Lakers now that they know what Kawhi is doing. And but I mean, like I said, I just I should be should be an interesting season. Um, and this at least makes the off seasons, you know. A lot more uh, exciting for what's the head, and also makes this podcast the best Clippers and Lakers podcast of all time. We already had the name. We already have Battle for LA, and it's yeah. And that's if what, any of you bastards jump on this, I'm coming after you. We've had this for months, <laughs> months. I tell Ryan, you, Ryan. Final thoughts. Um, get your popcorn ready. Okay, Throwins. Just saying. I mean, it's going to be entertaining. I mean, uh, God, I mean, who knows what's going to happen after all this stuff once the dust settles, too. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Pretty crazy. Um, my final thoughts. Uh, just, just a few words for you guys. You guys might recognize this. Oh, God. What it do, baby? Oh, God. Cringeworthy. Very cringe. That, that's me, man. Dad jokes galore. <laughs> Well, that's it for our Emergency Pod episode, uh, episode 10 of the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. Um, I'm Tomer Azarly. You can follow me at T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Bob Garcia at B Garcia IV Sports uh, only on Twitter. Leave that guy alone everywhere else. Um, yeah so hope you guys enjoyed it like subscribe give us a review um, let us know what you want to talk about any questions for us suggestions anything 
yeah, anything like that. And um, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George versus Anthony Davis and LeBron James. We're in for a fun year, guys. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Peace. See you guys.